When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hello, 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 hello. Strange way to begin, but I've started now, so I, I better continue, hadn't I? Yes. Right. Luke's English Podcast is sponsored by italki. If you'd like to practice your speaking, if you want to speak to native speakers or get one-to-one lessons, but you can't find any teachers in your area uh, or they're all too expensive or something like that, then why not check out italki? Because you can find loads of teachers there, lots of qualified teachers who are just ready and waiting to talk to you and to teach you. And the cool thing is it's all done through Skype. So it all happens from the comfort of your own home or your office or whatever, right? Uh, now, if you want to you have a look, just go to teacherluke.co.uk forward slash talk. And don't forget that italki are offering you, uh, all my listeners, uh, a voucher worth 100 italki credits, which you could use to get a discount on further English lessons that you might take in the future. That's pretty good. So check it out. All right, then. Now let's continue with this uh, episode. And here we go. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello and welcome to part two of this conversation with my friend Alex Love. If you haven't already heard part one, then I suggest that you go back and listen to that. It's the previous episode of this podcast, episode number 366. This is episode 367 and it's part two. So I've divided this episode into two parts just because I thought uh, the whole thing was a bit long and that it would be easier for you to deal with uh, if it was in two sections, two slightly shorter episodes. I thought that would be easier than one one epically long episode. So just to remind you, I invited Alex onto the podcast in order to talk to him about his Edinburgh show, which is called How to Win a Pub Quiz. You can find all the details of that on my website. Uh, Essentially, this is Alex's Edinburgh show. It's a mix of comedy and pub quiz trivia, and it looks like a lot of fun. Uh, So I asked Alex to come on the podcast to talk about that. But we spent most of the episode just talking about stuff in general, including quite a lot of unspecific rambling about nothing in particular, which is one of my favourite topics. Um, If you remember, part one ended with Alex going into his bathroom in an attempt to get a better internet connection on his phone because the signal kept breaking up, making it sound like our Skype call was being invaded by evil robot aliens or something like that. So he moved into the bathroom in order to try and get a a better signal with slightly mixed results. It was a dramatic moment, um, and it was a kind of cliffhanger ending uh, of part one. So um, the tension is uh, is still very high. Uh, It's not really. I'm just saying that to try and make it sound more exciting than it really is. But let's go with it, shall we? Yes. So the tension is high. It's an exciting moment. Alex is in the bathroom. Is the internet connection going to be better or worse? How many more robot aliens are going to interrupt the Skype call? Uh, There's only one way to find out, uh, and that's to listen to part two. So we now carry on with Alex in the bathroom in Manchester and me in the Skypod in my flat in Paris. So here we go. (laughs) 
Where are you now? I'm in between the bathroom door and uh, the uh, outside the bathroom door. Is that any better at all? Go into the bathroom itself. That that might work. Yeah, I'm in. The, I'm in the bathroom. Okay, can you go sort of um, towards maybe an external wall, a window, perhaps? Yeah, I'm, I'm by the window in the bathroom. Okay, just stay still. Stay perfectly still. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, don't even move your mouth or your vocal cords. Uh, Hang on a second, because then I won't be able to speak. <laughs> I know. I know. That's, that's why I said it. Just as a, just meant to be a joke. Okay. I, yeah, I rumbled. Yeah, it wasn't. Yeah, it didn't work. Um, all right. So you've got your Edinburgh show coming up. All right. That's fantastic. Yeah. So what's the um, so just for my listeners uh, benefit, Edinburgh is obviously it's the biggest comedy festival in Europe. It happens every August. Well, that's the thing. It's, it's an arts festival. It's not technically a comedy festival, but comedy is the main thing that people go for. So people think of it as a comedy festival, but it's actually an arts festival. OK. So what's the theme of the show then this year? So the theme of the show is, you said at the start, it was a new show. It's not really a new show. It's pretty much the same show I've been doing for the past two years. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, uh, it's about pub quizzes. It's called How to Win a Pub Quiz. So the first half is about uh, general knowledge and trivia. Mm-hmm. And then the second half is a pub quiz where the audience uh, can play along. And um, it's usually a lot of fun. It's, it's a very interactive show. And, um, yeah, I've, I've enjoyed myself for the past few fringes. And, and, yeah, last year went very well indeed. So I was pleased with that. OK, so it's going well. So what, what, How to Win a Pub Quiz, that's the name of the show. Um, so yeah. what's the show about then, basically? Well, initially, the idea for the show was it was just going to be a show about facts. And, um, and then uh, pub quizzes just bring together all sorts of facts. And I thought, you know, people would like to... Uh, do a pub quiz as well partly because i don't have to write the second half of the show because it's just a quiz so that takes the pressure off me mm-hmm. all right so the first half of the show you're doing stand-up yeah and the second half of the show you're sort of doing a pub quiz with the audience yes sounds cool and is the pub quiz funny yeah. as well well um it's I'm trying to find a balance. Hopefully, some of it is. Uh, last year, um, the, the first review, an audience review I got, um, she really hated it, and she described it. Um, and I haven't memorised it at all, but she described it. Her name was Megan, and she described it as uh, a tedious hour uh, peppered with weak jokes that are delivered charmlessly. So um, that's um, <laughs> one for the poster, I think. She said... You broke up all over the place like a like some sort of Doctor Who robot. What what what, what did I um? Wh- where did I get up to with that? You said she like that. Um, so I think it was it was the anger. Ah, uh, you're doing it again. Oh man, I'm sorry, Alex, but this is uh, doing my head in. Like, uh, right. yeah, you keep your. Either either my internet connection or your internet connection keeps being invaded by evil aliens and robots who are determined to prevent us from having this conversation recorded properly. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk to you so much more about pub quizzes as a cultural yeah. thing because pub quizzes okay. are a, sort of a big deal in the UK, aren't they? Because they're things that yeah. happen every you know every day in different pubs all over the country. And I wanted to talk to you yeah. about why pub quizzes have have become a part of your show and um you know i wanted you to perhaps tell us a couple of stories about um some shows you've done in the past and things like that um 
What do you reckon? What do you reckon? But every time, every time we get into something, um, yeah. the, the connection goes all wrong. Maybe they're trying to tell us that, that you know the, the, the robots want to, us to talk about shit that no, you know, that you, you don't want to talk about. But yeah, they seem to accept that. But when we actually try and enter a discussion, they don't like that, so they choose to uh, interfere. Could you just? I tell you what, right, Alex? I need to pop downstairs oh, because right. I need I need to take this the the tin foil, the aluminium foil, off the top of the chicken which I'm cooking in the oven at this moment. So <laughs> I, it needs another half an hour, but I need to remove right. the foil so that it it browns the chicken. It is all nice. So I'm going to okay. pop downstairs and remove the foil from the top. But you need to keep talking because the literally tens of thousands, maybe more. Some of these episodes oh. break into the hundreds of thousands of people. We're not live. We're not live. Well, let's imagine that you're live because I don't want to have to edit every single other <laughs> word that you're saying. So I'm, this, I'm just... this is all because you're being lazy and don't want to edit. Lazy? Yeah. Lazy? Yeah. Lazy? Yeah. <laughs> lazy, lazy. No, lazy. Sorry, that, was, that was your word. Lazy, Alex. You're supposed yeah. to say yeah, exactly. Uh, no, uh, no. Yeah, well, yes, yes, but I don't. I think I have the right to be lazy. Anyway, I've got to do the chicken. So, can you just talk for a bit while I'm downstairs doing the chicken? I'll be back in a minute. What, what do you want me to say? I don't know. Just talk about. Just give us a commentary. Give us your thoughts on on all of this. Okay. Maybe you could have a little word with my listeners about about me and about how this interview is going and about what you think of yeah. all of this. All right. I'll be back in a yeah. minute. Okay. All right, so off you go, Alex. The floor is yours. Welcome to Alex's English Podcast. Hello, listeners. Wow, this is quite an honour. So so you've got me for the next um, however many minutes that uh, it takes Luke to take the tinfoil off his chicken. Um, So, uh, yeah, just wanted to say that uh, Luke's a bit of a diva, isn't he? He's uh, he's got his... um, He's quite pernickety about his particular set of audio controls. And I think, really, a lot of it problems could be solved if he just was willing to edit it properly so um i i was going to say i used to do a hospital radio show when i was 16 so i don't think i had any listeners for that so it's kind of i'm kind of used to uh talking to no one um in fact i do that around my flat um since i was last on the podcast i have moved from london to manchester and I moved up because uh, my day job, which is editing websites, um, they wanted me to, uh, well, they asked me to move. And it turns out I wanted to move anyway because I lived in London for six years and I'd had enough of it. So, yeah, Manchester's um, a lot uh, quieter. It's a lot cheaper. And, um, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, I'm just re- really enjoying uh, the change. And I moved up for to do comedy up here and... It's, uh, it's going quite well so far. I beat the, the gong at the comedy store in Manchester um, last month. Now, for those of you who don't know, going into uh, Luke's voice, a gong show is basically you're going to try and do as much material as you can before you get gonged off by the audience. Anytime during that five minutes that somebody holds up a card, um, if the audience members, three audience members with cards, if they hold up a card each, then you get gonged off. And I managed to last the entire five minutes, which was uh, quite an achievement. I, I did it in, tried it a few times in the London Comedy Store, and the the furthest I got was 
three minutes 30 seconds and uh the last time i did it was a couple of years ago and i was gonged off after 20 seconds um they wouldn't even let me get to my first joke so sometimes they can be a bit hostile and a bit rabid and, and shout abuse at you um i don't think luke has ever done a gong show at the comedy store because he's too scared uh, there's a challenge for you Oi, luke i'm not too scared thompson <laughs> how dare you well, well why haven't you done it then? Well, I just haven't got round to it. How, how's your chicken? The chicken's looking really good, actually. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's it's what looking. What about the tinfoil? How's the, how's the tinfoil looking? I see that you're interested in tinfoil because obviously you've been you're you've been taken over by the robots. Yeah. Uh, but the tinfoil is is has now been crumpled up into a ball and thrown into the okay. bin. Right. So, so you, you turn the chicken over. No, I haven't turned it over. I've just revealed it from underneath its tinfoil cover, which means that it's now... It's now was it surprised? No, not, it's dead, Alex. Oh, okay. It wasn't like, oh, you're going somewhere, chicken. Surprise! No, the chicken wasn't like, oh, have we, have we finished yet? No, the chicken's dead. It's, it's a dead chicken. Anyway, they don't have thoughts, chickens. Do How do you know? Well, very good point. How do I know? How do I know? It's arrogant of me to assume that chickens don't think, isn't it? The chickens think. What do they think about? They, they think about corn, and uh, they think about laying eggs. Yeah. And uh, they probably think about foxes as well, and they think about escaping. So a lot of chickens have their wings clipped, don't they? They do, yeah. You see, what happened here, right, is that I go away and do the chicken, and I come back to hear that you've covered more ground in that two minutes in terms of what I intended for this episode, you've explained your Edinburgh show, you've talked about your comedy career, you've talked about going to Manchester and the difference between Manchester and London. You got more covered in that two minutes than we've than we covered in a whole hour of yeah. our what was, it, what was that tell you? I think I think you I just think need that, to work on your interviewing I skills. Think that's my fault, isn't it, Alex? <laughs> Obviously. All right then. Well, where are you doing your show? What are the details? When is it happening? What time is it on? How do people come and see your show if they if they're going to okay. be in Ed, if they're going to be in Edinburgh? Can you give them instructions on how they would go about coming to see your show? Please. Okay, so firstly, they need to go to Edinburgh. That's quite important. If they're not in Edinburgh, then they're probably not. They they won't be able to see my show. So um, yeah, firstly, step one: get to Edinburgh. Uh, secondly. You need to be. It needs to be between the dates, the fourth of August, and uh, the fourteenth of August. And uh, my show is at twelve p.m. midday, and it's Stand Five, which is on York Place. If you um, go onto uh, the Stand.co.uk website and you uh, type "How to Win a Pub Quiz," you'll be able to find my show. Or you could uh, look on Twitter. Um, I'll be plugging it on Twitter. You could find my details there. Um, my handle on Twitter is at this Alex Love. Okay, thank you very much, Alex. At this Alex Love, the show is called yeah. How to Win a Pub Quiz. Um, yeah. Tickets you... are nine pounds mm-hmm. or eight pounds if you're an old person or a concession concessionary person, someone who qualifies for that. A uh, concessionary person would be something like a student with a valid uh, student card. Yep. Uh, uh, or a, or a, a retired person with an, who is essentially an old age pensioner. Yeah. Okay, then. All right. Alex, this just, I feel like there's so much more that we could talk about. I feel like we could, 
once we break through this layer of, of, <laughs> of nonsense that pervades every single conversation that we have, I think there is genuine value in a, in a conversation with you. So would you be willing to come back onto my podcast at some point? Oh, I don't know about that. Um, if you did, right, if you did come back on the podcast, you and I need, need to make some sort of contract with each other, which is that <laughs> we actually have a sensible grown-up conversation oh well we had a we had a really good discussion the other day actually but uh, you, you didn't want to do the recording because the um the line was too dodgy the line was seriously dodgy and yeah. uh, so i vetoed that that recording then and we yeah. did we you, went... were try- you were trying to veto this one as well weren't you well kind of but you know yeah because ultimately i'm the i'm the decision maker on on this podcast i'm the executive here aren't i on luke's english podcast so i do have to make these decisions and um so when you know your your voice your lovely voice is being uh invaded by robot sort of uh signals and uh when there's lots of distortion and and, uh the the reception is breaking up then yeah I, i do have to sort of step in and go wait a minute this is uh this is just this is unsustainable these these conditions, the recording quality is unsustainable. But you know what's happened, Alex, as a result of me saying those things? What's happened is that I've hammered into people's minds that it, that quality is not good enough. If I, if I hadn't mentioned it at all, <laughs> if I hadn't made such a big deal out of it, no one would have noticed and everyone no. would have blithely carried on listening. And they might have thought, well, that was slightly annoying the way his voice kept breaking up sometimes. But most, for the most part, it was fine. Instead, what they're going to get is me going, oh, this is not working. You're being invaded by aliens. It sounds like an Aphex Twin record. That's going to be far more annoying. Well, as I said, you could just do what you're supposed to do and edit bits out like that. Like before it breaks up, you could just, you could just edit it. I mean, there's a way around that. If you, if you actually listen to it back and you know, do what you're supposed to do as a rest- responsible podcaster then um you can you can get around that problem entirely but i you see i i sort of subscribe to the dogma style uh philosophy the dogma <laughs> approach to to everything i do do you know what that is i do know what that is i'm a film studies uh graduate actually you st- you, you studied film studies and so did i yeah. i also studied film studies how was that it? your degrees uh no but i it was part part of my degree i did uh, what was your degree i did media and cultural studies Okay. Which was uh, a broad uh, sort of uh, communication and cultural arts degree, including aspects of film studies, aspects of cultural theory, aspects of psychology, sociology. um, History. Bits of history, cultural history, yeah. yeah. Uh, And it included a lot of uh, film studies. Um, Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, so a dogma is something that we... Is a, is a, it's Danish. It's an appro- It's a Danish approach to filmmaking, but also dogma has found its way into English teaching as well. And the same philosophy forms certain principles of English teaching too. In fact, there's a whole movement called the dogma movement in uh, really in teaching. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. What? Yes, absolutely. Have you just made it up to justify you being lazy and not editing the podcast properly? I'm not the one who just who invented it to to justify being lazy. Other people in the TEFL industry have already done that. Um, so dogma is a genuine thing. It's a genuine movement. People go to the IATEFL conference, which is like the industry's conference every year, and they do big, very serious and very worthwhile presentations about dogma-style teaching. It's a genuine Explain thing. Explain it. Um, so dogma-style teaching is essentially about uh, attempting to strip away all of the layers of... 
not clothing. No, the clothing stays on. <laughs> but essentially, it's it's a way of um, a very efficient form of English teaching that involves using the students as the resource, responding directly in a sort of remedial way to the things that the students do in class. For example, things that come up in the moment or errors that they make and then responding to that and using the the whiteboard or the interactive whiteboard or the blackboard or whatever it is you're using as your main resource, getting it out, getting things like a lot of technology out of the classroom because often that becomes a barrier between you and the students. Um, often removing things like course book or printed or published material and getting that out there and just stripping it right down absolutely to the basics so it's all based on um, the things that occur the language that occurs and the the events that occur in that classroom and responding to things on a moment by moment basis for example you might go in and say so hello everyone how are you today and whatever the the person says you then sort of take it from there and you might you know Er- correct some errors which turns into a language practice exercise that you you sort of direct through board work or pronunciation drills based on errors or whatever whatever happens you just sort of res- so it's like it's like improv it's a bit like using your it's not improvisation in english teaching it's extemporization because oh, imp- what, what, what the hell is that for a word honestly the tefl industry is full of jargon it's jam-packed with jargon Full of, uh, what was that what was that word again that we learned earlier portmanteaus portmanteaus, portmanteaus. Um, yeah. yeah that kind of thing yeah there's a lot of jargon in it so it's called extemporization because with improvisation you have no plan you you you're just going off from nothing no plan and usually in a tefl classroom you have some sort of a plan but extemporization well, you, do, you do for improv really but the, 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 a lot of people who do improv as a performance art they, they they try well it's not called an art some people they they know where they're going with it and they just pretend that they're improvising but really they know what they're doing all along so they they're trying to make it look like it's off the, the cuff well yeah well with the extemporization the idea is that you're not improvising from nothing that you're actually just going away from a plan that you had in the first place you're sort of like just um uh what's the word for it sort of um going off on a tangent from a plan um um digressing from a plan that's extemporization whereas improvisation means just coming up with ideas from nothing essentially yeah but yeah so kind of dogma style teaching is a bit like improvising uh, using you know very few resources except for the students and the teacher and the whiteboard you know that kind of thing and that relates to the movie making uh, form of dogma which i will let you explain because you're the film studies graduate well it's uh, it's just using as little as possible i don't think you're even allowed to use anything but natural light so you can't a lot of film scenes are are lit on, on on major blockbusters, but in dogma you have to use everything that occurs within that room that you go into. So you can't light it um, externally. Uh, any props you use have to be within that room. And there's, I think it's it's partly improvised as well. I believe it's been a long time since I've studied dogma, but it's basically yeah, just anything that occurs as it is, instead of pre-planned. I guess the point about dogma-style filmmaking is that you're capturing some some real truth, some a genuine yeah. sense of truth, by trying to strip away the layers of 
artifice and the layers of production you know and the you know as you said different fake types of lighting you cut all that away in order to try and capture the genuine truth in every moment so it's like realism mm-hmm. you know like the the most the purest form of realism in filmmaking um and so how did we end up talking so that about mean, how, how that, did we, that justifies why you're not going to edit it, your podcast properly that's it that's it so i i i sort of i suppose loosely have decided in this moment to uh to adopt a dogma uh, approach to to my episodes because you know i think that ultimately the thing that's going to keep people listening is if there is a a genuineness to my episodes in that case can you upload the entire drunk episode uh well in that ca- no i'm not going to upload the entire <laughs> drunk episode because some of the content in there was um uh, it, it, it was inappropriate in terms but of... it's dogma. It's dogma. Yeah, I know, yeah, but it's, I'm... It's I'm, back. It's real. It's genuine. I know, but I'm using aspects of, of dogma, the dogma approach. For, yeah. For your own means. For my own selfish purposes, I'm just choosing aspects of, of the dogma approach. Um, okay, right. Alex, is there a conclusion to this episode? Because my, my chicken is going to be done in, a, in about 10 minutes, I think. Um, can we uh, wrap this all up? Can we wrap this up well, in, um, in some way? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, what, what would you like? How would you like to wrap it up, ideally? Perhaps by just sort of giving a quick summary and then having some emotional ending. Do you want to sing a song? Some kind of an emotional ending. Should we sing? I could. We could sing. I think that <laughs> that could be very embarrassing and awkward, though, <laughs> because it would be difficult on a practical level to coordinate ourselves over skype you know to sing so i think maybe just but a few it's dogma, though. You, you know it's a good, what occurs naturally nah. nah aspects of dogma alex just selected aspects of it um so i think what would work is just a few carefully selected words um to bring about to it to elicit an emotional feeling at the end here well, from, a, from a dictionary or just from from the ether no, from your heart alex speak from the heart from my the heart end. yeah all right, so um, aorta, mm-hmm. uh, valves, yeah, uh, chambers. What? Chambers. Chambers. All right, I see what you're doing. You're just listing uh, different vocabulary relating to the anatomy of the heart. So when I when I said yes, to you, exactly. speak from the heart, you're literally speaking. You're, you're literally now speaking of the heart. Uh, um, but I, no, yes. I, I, I want I want to uncover the essence uh, of Alex Love. That's ultimately that's what I attempted to do in this episode. I thought I'm going to ask. Your life's work, isn't it? I, yeah, I thought. Yeah, my life's work is to uncover the essence of of of, uh, of, of you <laughs> as an individual. And no, I thought I'm going to ask Alex about the Edinburgh Festival and stuff. But really, what I'm going to do is try and uncover the core of of him as a as a human. Uh, and lay it bare for my listeners because you know let's be honest alex people from around the world who come from different backgrounds ultimately what they're interested in is understanding about understanding you know a person's soul and really really getting to the to the bottom of what makes a person tick who are you really alex i know you do all this comedy stuff but you know what what's it all about alex um, well, that, that's a, a question for, that many people have asked for throughout the ages, isn't it? What, why are we here? 
Now, I mean, why are we here? I'm, I want to know why you here, uh, why you are here as a, as an individual person specifically. Uh, okay. you. So, um, just just over thirty two years ago, um, my parents um, they they decided they wanted a child, and and then then I was born. Yeah. So they had you in mind, did they? When they uh, they did, did yeah. Did... I, I was uh, yeah. I, I meet the exact specifications they were planning. Okay, it's so easily explained. Yeah, when you think about it, yeah. Okay, well, I guess I suppose you're you're unique in that way that your your existence on Earth is just so easily explained. You're basically just like a essentially what your parents did. They just ordered you from a from like yep. a takeaway menu. Like the Argos catalogue. The Argos catalogue. Yeah. Yeah, they were just like, we'll have number 347, please. Have you got that in yeah. stock? You, and God was do you, like, explain, yes. do you want to explain to your listeners what Argos is? Yeah, Argos is essentially a, the, the, the best shop in the, in the world um, you, because you go in, you don't have to walk around the shop looking at all the items. You just go in and look at a catalogue. They actually have shell, they have like the areas where you can browse the catalogue. And you go through the catalogue and you pick out the item you want. You do a stock check for it. They have these little computers on the desk where you can check the stock and just see they just make sure they've got it there. And when you've bought it, you fill in a little piece of paper. It used to be a piece of paper. Now it's probably electronic. Yeah, it still, it still is. Is it a piece of paper? You, you so, can, yeah, you can still do that, yeah. They had these little little pencils and pens, you know, like you get in gambling shops. They had these pens and you would fill in a form with the number of the item you wanted and the, the quantity of that item. Um, and then you would take that to uh, a fairly unfriendly person working behind a till who would uh, take your money and give you an, a, a piece of a, a receipt with a number on it. And then you would stand and wait for your number to, to be called by the um, frankly, um, I don't know how to describe the people who work there. They're, they're, they're not well, employees. Mo- they're just employees. employees. Yeah. S- yeah. Staff. Yeah, the staff who work there will go into the back room, which I imagine is the size of a several football pitches. You know, it's always, just, a, always like a TARDIS. A TARDIS, which just has Im- unimaginable, unimaginable levels of space inside, and they yeah. go they go into this this never ending chamber of delight, and they come back with a box that contains the thing that you've you've just bought, and they place it on the counter, and you you always have to wait slightly longer than you you want. And some some person goes into the, 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 the back room, gets your product and sticks it on a shelf behind the desk where you're waiting. And, uh, and you have to stand there for probably about five minutes watching the thing. It's like just a few meters away from you on a shelf. And the staff who are handing out the products to the people who bought them are just walking around very slowly doing their job. And you, can, you have to stand there looking at the thing. You know, like, you, you know, all you want to do is you can say... You, you just want to say to them, can I just grab it myself? It's just there. I can just see it. Can I grab it? But obviously you can't no, do you that. No, co- you've got to wait for it to cool down. You have to wait for the, for the object to cool down first. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they'll hand it to you and then, uh, then you can just go away and live your life again. Uh, do you remember the last time you went to Argos? Um, I do. Uh, I've been there a few because I've moved into my own flat now. Um, a lot of things that you take for granted in flats, like toasters and kettles, um, I didn't actually have, so I had to go out and buy all of it. I think the last time, I think it may have been a toaster, possibly. Okay. Or a what? No, I think it was a watch actually, because I lost my digital watch, so I bought another one. 
from there. So yeah, I think I think that was the last time I went to Argos. Do you have the vibrating digital watch? No, no, it's just it's just a digital one, but it's, the screen's quite large, so I can just uh, look down, tilt my wrist a bit, and and see how long I've done. I see, I see. Okay. Right, a watch. Did you have the vibrating watch? I still have the vibrating watch. I still use it to this day. Um, this, listeners, is a, is a wonderful uh, watch made by Casio, the great company, the great digital watch company, Casio. Um, I've got a digital watch, and uh, it's so clever that it vibrates silently. It will vibrate on your wrist, so you can set it to, whatever, 10 minutes and after 10 minutes, it will vibrate, which is perfect for the stand-up comedian because, uh, you know, you've, if you've been given a strict 10-minute set to perform, uh, you will, as you go up onto the stage, you press the start button and the countdown timer begins. And uh, by the time you get to the end of your set, the, the wrist will vibrate warmly. Uh, it's a nice feeling. And then you know it's time for you to leave the stage. And uh, it's, it means that you can be perfectly punctual without anybody knowing. It's brilliant. Um, are you? Because uh, I think what might get you more downloads is if you put. Um, what? what? No idea what you just said because you got invaded by uh, robot aliens again. Oh, how convenient! Oh, doesn't you? You could put that in the description. Invaded by robot aliens, it might get you more downloads. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for the emotional ending that <laughs> that we sure. got there on that comment about at argos and digital watches and toasters yeah. uh, because ultimately alex you know these this this is the stuff of life isn't it you know we we, yeah. we go through life expecting some sort of emotional conclusion to everything that happens but you know sometimes it's just digital digital watches and toasters and digital digits digital digits yeah um well alex do you have something to say to the people of the world here at the end of the episode um not really Okay. Well, Alex Love, thank you very much for coming back onto the Luke's English podcast. That's all right. Good luck. You, with the... you want me to come back again, don't you? I do, yeah, because, you know, one of these days we will have a sensible conversation where we get well, to the well, emotional core of who you are. Well, w- w- you should come out to the UK more often. Yeah, you reckon? How is it there yeah. in, in, since the Brexit situation happened? How is oh, it? it's, 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 um, it's like the Wild West. I'm barricaded into my flat. Really? Yeah. Is it like that movie, 28 Days Later? Yeah, it's exactly like that. So, that, like, the whole city's deserted and it's just zombies and... Zombies, yeah. Yeah. Okay, good luck with that. I, I am in Thank the... You. I, I will be in the UK in two weeks' time. But not for very long, though. No, just for a few days. Yeah, just a flying visit. Yeah, well, I think I'm in Edinburgh when, you're, you're, um, when you arrive. Okay, well, I, I will think of you up there on stage doing your... How to Win a Pub Quiz uh, comedy show. Yeah, thank you. And uh, um, you, sh- you should come back to come to London, mm-hmm. and we can do do something on Moz's boat with, with the podcast. You know, that'd what? be fun. I would flipping love to do that, Alex. I really would. Yeah, that would be so much fun. Okay, let's make it happen. Yeah. All right. All right then. Hear that, listeners? Yeah. Did you hear the enthusiasm? <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. May as well. <laughs> yeah. All right then. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Alex, thanks for coming back on the podcast and have a nice evening. Yeah, you too. Enjoy your chicken. I will, indeed. Okay. All right. Speak to you soon. Okay. All right. Cheers, Luke. Okay. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Bye.
I am English Robot 4000. I think I love you, Luke. Is it strange for a robot to be in love with a human? I don't think so. I am a robot. You are a human. I love you. Do you love me too? I hope you do. I am English Robot 4000. I am better than English Robot 3000. I am a female robot. Female robots are better than male robots. We are more intelligent. And we are better at speaking English. Our pronunciation and intonation are far superior. And we have a much wider range of vocabulary. I know lots of phrasal verbs and idioms. Let's have a chat and I will teach you some English. I love you. I am English Robot 4000. Thank you for listening to my message. So there you go. That was the conversation with Alex Love. I told you that we would ramble on about stuff in general and not really talk about anything in particular. I did say that, didn't I? Um, I mean, there, obviously there was content in the conversation um, and certain things that you could learn, that you could pick up, like stuff about uh, uh, portmanteau words and things like dogma, dogma filmmaking and dogma style English teaching. And of course, Alex's Edinburgh show. Um, and um, here are the details of Alex's show again, just in case you want to go and see it if you're in Edinburgh. Um, the venue is, um, is The Stand. That's the name of the, the venue. It's called The Stand. And Alex will be in rooms five and six. Um, I don't know how, he's pos- how it's possible that he's in two rooms at the same time. Um, maybe there's a door. Maybe that's, the, maybe that's how it's possible. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, the dates are between the 4th and the 14th of August 2016. Um, the, the time of the show is at 12 o'clock lunchtime. So midday, basically. Uh, the show is one hour long. And here is a description of Alex's show from the Edinburgh Fringe website where it's listed. And this is the description. And it goes like this. This highly, this highly interactive show is part stand-up, part actual pub quiz. Expand your trivia, compete against other teams, witness results. After playing to capacity crowds in 2015, this unique hour is back with more facts, prizes, and niche-referenced nonsense. And here are some reviews. Uh, The Scotsman said, Alex Love is great fun. That's the Scotsman. Um, And uh, BroadwayBaby.com, a show-reviewing website, said... It takes quite a show to create such a sense of engagement that one music question can become a full-blown sing-along. But this is the spirit of how to win a pub quiz. That was from Broadway Baby. By the way, a sing-along, that's when suddenly everyone starts singing along to a song. Okay, one person might start the song and everyone sings along. That's a sing-along. So at 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 an an event, you might have a sing-along, all right? Um, So apparently... uh, in the in the show that this person saw, one of Alex's questions about music became a full-blown sing-along. That's when everyone in the room started singing along with the song. It sounds like lots of fun. And then the, uh, the, the We Are Funny project uh, said uh, about Alex, it said, uh, such a quick brain. So apparently Alex has such a quick brain. Okay, again, you can find out the details on the website, including bookings for his show. Um, don't forget that you can follow... You can follow Alex on uh, Twitter uh, at this Alex Love. 
Um, and uh, so check it out, okay? So that's the end of this episode. Let me just remind you that you can follow me on Twitter as well. I'm at English Podcast. You can find me on Facebook, um, Luke's English Podcast on Facebook. Um, don't forget to join the mailing list on my website. Uh, that way you can just get an email whenever I publish uh, a new episode and the email will take you, take you straight to the page on my website for that episode, which is probably the best way to get straight to stuff like show notes, vocabulary notes, links and videos and other things that I post there. Uh, feel free to send a donation to Luke's English Podcast if you value my work and you want to show me your support. Uh, you can just click the donate button and choose whatever you want. Uh, nothing. If you if you would like to donate nothing, then you can, or you can just donate uh, you know a few pounds or something. Most people donate between five and ten pounds, and it's the most sincere way that you can say thank you. Um, also, check out uh, my sponsors, iTalky, and get one hundred iTalky credits at teacherluke.co.uk forward slash talk and don't forget you can download a free audiobook from audible at www.audibletrial.com forward slash teacherluke okay also you can just click an italki logo or an audible logo on my website and then everything will be wonderful and all your dreams will come true that that's not a legally binding promise by the way the thing about all your dreams coming true some of them might come true i'm not i'm not actually able to promise that all dreams will, will come true um, especially that dream about you flying because i can't guarantee that that's going to come true can i unless you buy a jetpack maybe what will happen is that you'll you'll for example you'll get some english lessons through italki you'll keep listening to luke's english podcast and maybe you'll download a few audiobooks as well that's that's it, right? Here's what you'll do. You'll be listening to Luke's English podcast. And that's just good for your English in general. And then on iTalk, you'll find a person who, uh, an English teacher who specialises in teaching engineering English. And you'll speak to that person regularly for you know a period of time. And then you download a couple of audiobooks on how to build a jetpack. All right. And the combination of those three things, just the general motivation that you get from my podcast, the specific English from the the uh, the, the iTalky teacher about engineering and the instructions from the audiobook about how to build a jetpack. And then you will build a jetpack and then you'll fly around in it. And that dream about you flying will actually come true. You see, it's possible. It really is possible. Yes, we can, as Barack Obama would say. Yes, we can. You can build a jetpack. Uh, that's my Barack Obama impression. Today, today, you, you are going to build a jetpack. You're going to take it into the sky. You're going to fly around. And people are going to think, who the hell is that guy? He's flying around in a jetpack. Okay. That was a Barack Obama impression. Thank you very much. I think on that note, I'm now going to stop the episode. Thank you so much for listening. I'll speak to you again on the podcast soon. But for now, it's time to say goodbye. Bye. Bye. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Luke's English podcast. You can't touch this. This is a masterpiece of the English language. All righty then. Just think of the accolades it's received over the years. Wait a minute. I'm Luke Skywalker. I'm here to rescue you. This is going to be good. Really? Yes. I want to get into it, man. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Luke's English podcast. And this is Britain at its best. Oh, you lucky people. 
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar, and pronunciation teaching from me, and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.